Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hello, my name is Laura Lee Rourke, and I am one of the founders of Beyond Hunger and also one of the co-creators of the Body Love Cards. And I want to just say a little something about the subject that we're going to talk about today, which is awareness. And um, on the front of the card, the Body Love Card with awareness, is the goddesses holding a candle and the candle is lighting up this sort of a darker sky around her and her power animal deer person is looking up at the candle as well. They're both looking at the candle. And to me, that sort of light up what it is that, that you need to look at and have awareness about it. And what we say in the card is awareness is awakening to ourselves exactly as we are in the present moment. In order to heal our struggle with food and weight, we must become aware of eating patterns, emotions, bodily sensations, and diet and fat thoughts. Only by watching and working with ourselves in the moment can we truly understand what we need. And what I think about this, this awareness card, is that whatever we're working on, whether it's school or our family or looking at things that we want to let go of in our lives, If we can bring the awareness of watching and working with ourselves in the moment that we're in with compassion and love and respect, I think, we can truly understand what it is we're doing and what it is that we need. And when we know what we need, we can give that to ourselves. So remembering that awareness is awakening to ourselves exactly as we are in the present moment not worrying about that. Well, later when I get better, later when I learn something, or later when I have more money, or later when I have a better car. No, it's about right in the very moment, awakening to ourselves right then and saying, okay, what's going on with me? And how can I take myself through this moment and understand what I need if it is indeed some sort of struggle? So I'm really happy to have Krista here today, and I've known her for a long time, and we actually got to travel to Bali together. It was a long time ago. It was really fun. God, it was so hot. Yes, it was. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being so sweaty all the time. Anyway, um, but it was great. We had a great time, and uh, thank you for letting me go with you. So I'm going to turn it over to her. She's going to just talk about what she's doing and who she is and what's going on with her these days. And then we'll have a talk about awareness. Thank you. Um, Laura Lee, it is a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to spend time with you again in such a personal way. Thank you. And um, my name is Krista Reynolds, and uh, we do go way back. We went back to the days of uh, America the Beautiful, the documentary that you presented at the uh, Beyond Hunger and Daryl Roberts and a lot of other things. So we've traveled through a lot of different vignettes together. We certainly um, did. So it's really fun to come full circle. And it's really nice to talk about this topic. I just love 
of awareness. I think it's the key to our salvation here in this world right right now. So I'm thrilled to do that. Um, My background is such that I've been in the yoga world for about 22 years here in the Bay Area teaching yoga. Um, Through that, I went through Ayurvedic school. So I've an Ayurvedic practitioner. I've also, um, through that, began to go into Vedic astrology. So I've worked with astrology. And then I do emotional release work. And um, I just love the combination because there's such depth we can go into in those three elements to really get to the core of what's going on with people. So I feel really blessed to be able to do that. Recently, I just published a book called Will and Mysteria, Two Inseparable Yogis. And I'm hoping to talk about that today with you because I think that book ties directly into the subject matter of awareness. And it has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So if you think about your life and whatever you maybe have struggled with in your life or you've gotten through, how did you use awareness in order to move yourself forward, if you will, or at least be able to not go backwards? Well, I think awareness is like knocking on all of our doors all the time. Love it's it. It's just the idea, are we awake enough in order to hear yep. what awareness is trying to share with us? That's and right. um, I think the practice of yoga has been a little bit of salvation for me because I was a little bit shut down as a younger person in my 20s. And Mm -hmm. um, yoga brought me into a place where I could kind of open up to more parts of myself. I have an interesting story about how I got into yoga. Would you like to hear it? Absolutely. It's it's a fascinating one because it shows the magic in yoga and it shows the magic in our lives. And I love that. So I, I lost my father when I was 18 years old. That's right. And shortly yeah. after that, I, I moved out here to the Bay Area. And a By the time I was about 24, interestingly enough, I had a beautiful dream. And this dream, I did not know where it was taking place, but I was running out of a palace, beautiful big palace, and there were these long, wide steps. And on the steps were these three women with big black buns, and they had like long needles going through their buns, and they had these long needles where they were sewing these canvas tents. So still, I don't know exactly where I am, but I'm traveling down these stairs and um, this one woman just pauses and she says, little girl, you look really scared. And my eyes popped open. And interestingly enough, my eyes popped open a lot as a kid. I was bewildered a lot. So (laughs) at any rate, I'm running down and all of a sudden I jump into this waterway and I'm going down all these little, uh, under the, all these little bridges and one bridge after another, not big bridges, but small bridges. And I end up in the mouth of this huge river. And as I get into the river, I'm swimming down and I come to the side and there's these nice cement steps and this hand reaches out Mm. and I go for the hand and I kind of climb up and I'm sitting there looking at this man and he's wearing beautiful linen pants with a drawstring and a linen top and he's got sunglasses on and I look up and I'm just dripping wet and I'm like dad I'm like is that you and he's like it is I'm like you look amazing. You're like so tan. You look so happy. And he's like, I am happy. And he goes, but I want you to meet someone. And then from around the back, this long, lanky, tall um, young man with fiery red hair and blue eyes comes towards me. And he comes closer and closer. And his eyes get bigger and bigger and bigger to the point that I wake up. Yeah. So these beautiful eyes. I'm sweating. I'm like, wow, that was my dad. I haven't had a dream about my dad since I was, you know, he died when I was 18. So fast forward just a couple of years. This is like a scene out of a movie. I'm in a 
travel bookstore. And what happens is I turn around, my backpack literally hits a book, the book falls on the ground, it opens up, I look at it, and there's the palace that I oh ran out of. Oh my gosh. And I was like, where is that? And I pick up the book and I realize it's India. So now uh-huh. I've got my dad and he's in India. That's as much as I know at this point. Right. So fast forward a little longer and I get a job as a member, I'm selling memberships at a place called Advantage Fitness right in the marina, across from the Safeway. Many people yeah. may remember it. Yeah. And I'm selling memberships. And at the time, I'm dating a man that lives or works just down the way. And his name is Tom. And he comes in and he's like traveling upstairs. And I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to a yoga class. And I'm uh. like, what is that? And I'm laughing because I'm selling memberships and I don't even know what yoga is. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. So anyhow, he goes up the stairs. He goes into the yoga class. And of course... I'm peering through the window because I'm so curious about this. The yoga teacher is beautiful. So I'm starting to get jealous. I'm getting, it's everything is coming up. Mm -hmm. So sure enough, the next morning, I look at our schedule finally, and I'm clearly not selling yoga, but I look at our schedule and realize we have a class every morning at 7 a.m. So I run into the city the next morning, and sure enough, I mean, I fell in love in the second pose. Exactly. I don't think Tom ever went to another class, but he was the impetus to get me there. (laughs) Yes. So anyhow- Go fast forward a couple more months. Our teacher, Michael, doesn't show up one day. All the students are like, what are we going to do? Should we leave? And someone said, no, Christy, you teach the class. Oh, my god! I got to teach the class, which was amazing. Again, I fell in love with it all over again. And the next thing I know, I was in White Lotus in Santa Barbara, and I was learning to be a teacher. So after that, I studied with every single person I could get close to, from Tia's Little to... Sarah Powers, I yes. went to Jack Cornfield. I was practicing yes. with everyone because I just loved this yoga. I wanted more and more. I wanted to understand me more and more. I right. saw the implications. Right. And so long and the short of it was, but my main teacher was Batabi Joyce. And Batabi Joyce, you right. can't study with in America. You have to go to India. Yes. So I was thinking, wow, I want to go to India. So a friend gave me a book called From Here to Nirvana. And it's by Ann Krishman. At the time, Ann Krishman was the editor of Yoga Journal magazine. Right, right. So anyhow, she gives it to me. I figure she must know something about India. She's right. with Yoga Journal. I think I'm so. gonna I'm gonna trust that there's something <laughs> in this book. So I open up the book, I start reading it, and the introdu- introduction says there's many reasons people go to India. They go because they want to study with a teacher, they go because they want to learn the culture, but on a rare occasion, Blue searing eyes come to them in a dream and they have to go to yoga. Oh my God. So that was, I share this story because my father from the other side literally came came to bring me into this practice and to give me this opportunity to get into yoga. And so it feels more true to me now than ever. But that took many years for that story to play itself out, for me to actually understand his role in my life, even from the other side. Anyhow, I just want to share that magic because I think there's magic for everyone. And if you just really look at who's in your life, be it this side or the other side. That's right. There's help everywhere. That's right. And through my awareness, I could put this story together. So going back to the subject of awareness, this yes. is where this comes from. Yes. That I started to become aware of his impact, of yoga's impact, my teacher's impact, that sort of thing. And so how is that tied into your book that you've just read, you've just written? Uh, <laughs> well, it's interesting. Um, in 205, I built, I built, I say built, that's a weird word. I created a board game called Enlighten. It was a journey around the world through all Mm -hmm. the religions. Mm -hmm. And over the course of two years studying 
numerous religions, the main religions, but also 200 other religions. Mm -hmm. My concluding thought after producing this, that the common denominator amongst all the religions in the world was light. Yeah. And so, and where does light come from? It comes from the one sun that we know in our universe. That's right. And so I felt like, wow, there's something here. And so when you read Will and Mysteria, you'll kind of understand um, the light is the luminaries. I use the sun yes. and the moon as um, kind of a descriptive quality of some of my characters. Yeah. Because I feel that those are so important on us. Being an astrologer, the sun and the moon are playing on us all the time. The sun is brightening us, giving us enthusiasm and excitement, mm -hmm. where the moon is asking us to like question life, like what's going on? What's, yeah. And feeling at a deeper level and trying right. to figure out what that is. Going so into like, the darkness, if you will, into yeah. the middle of ourselves, into this deep place within ourselves. Exactly. So my two main characters play through the energy of the sun and the moon. Right. Oh, my God. How great. Well, I'm looking forward to reading it for sure. And um, one thing that I was thinking about when you were talking is that I took a weekend class with you or all-day class with you, and you were talking about the asanas of yoga and what that really means. And I And to me, that opened up a whole other awareness of why I even liked yoga or went to yoga or seek it out. Even when there was no yoga to seek out, I didn't know where it was and I would go and find it. So, or I would just do it myself. Right. So what does that mean? Well, the word asana means to be with what is. Yeah. And so it's a stopping point for many people who enter yoga because they go into a pose and they're probably not very good at it. Right. But the point is, is you're to be with where you're at. That's and right. And that's a really difficult place for most people. It really and is. what's interesting is one of my characters in my book is Edgar. And Edgar is that part of ourselves inside that we bump up against mm -hmm. that wants not to maybe embrace the fact that you don't bend very well. Yeah. And or you as, don't know all the Sanskrit words. Well, as you might <laughs> guess, you know, Edgar is the ego. Yeah. And I love the ego in so many ways because it has that bravado aspect where yes. we're trying to be so big and so amazing and so great, but it has its other side too. Yeah. It has that part of us that gets bored very easily, that yawns, that mm -hmm. is fearful, that mm -hmm. doesn't show up because right. they're insecure. I mean, these are all aspects of my character, Edgar, and what mm -hmm. happens to us when, and through, again, awareness, if we're lucky, we're around mindful people that can reflect back to us. That's right what's going on inside of us or put us in scenarios where we have to actually see our Edgar come up yes. and kind of show it himself or herself in a way that maybe is something we're going to have to work on. Right. <laughs> like, wow, I didn't show up because I was too insecure. Right. What's that all about? Why right. didn't I just go to the party and have a good time? Why right. did I not do that? So that's a part of awareness in my right. mind. I love that. And I think that so much of our lives, or I should say my life, is I was so afraid to really look deeply at stuff. I was terrified if I looked really deeply, then I would, what, fall apart, which might be a good thing. <laughs> right, I know. Or I would have to change, which 
again, might be a good thing. You know, I was scared of the, a lot of times, the very thing I needed to do. And I remember that to be with what is, is so different as the asanas in this area of yoga here, which is so perfectionistic. And a lot of times you go to a class and you think, well, if I don't have that outfit on and do that pose that well, I should just come back when I can do that instead of, no, be with what is, and then maybe you'll get there, but maybe you never will. And maybe that's okay. And it doesn't matter. Maybe I'll never wear a string bikini to yoga. <laughs> maybe wow. I won't. That would be really beautiful. <laughs> I'd like to see that, Laura Lee. <laughs> well, I took a lot of classes down in Southern California and there and there was a lot of string bikinis doing yoga. So yeah, there you go. They're amazing. Perfect they're bodies. definitely, yes, it's a little chillier up here. I don't yeah, think yeah, it yeah. goes quite that far. But yeah, no, it, that's a great question because I think it's a um, stumbling block for all of us. And I love that that is what asana means because yes. we go into every pose and over time we can become extraordinary. And then you have to accept that side. Yes. So you started off without anything and yes. now you're this extraordinary yogi and yeah. you actually have to embrace that and own that too. That's so right. it's both sides right. of that dimension of right. the ego. So. And I know for like in my work with eating disorders – People will say, well, I'm not a very good eater, eating disorder person because I'm, I'm anorexic, but I'm not really thin. <laughs> or I'm a compulsive overeater, but I have a really high metabolism, so I don't look like it. Nobody believes me. Nobody says, you know, when I tell them I'm really struggling, they go, well, you look fine to me. And it's sort of like to being with what is. Maybe I don't look like it, but I am that. I have to embrace that and well, put I light love on it. What you do and what you have done in the past with Beyond Hunger is you've let people come together in group settings and let them come together in one on one settings where they can have a mirror and yeah. someone can actually reflect back to them more of the truth. Because yes. unfortunately, we have what I would refer to as a positive imagination and a negative imagination. Of course. And imagination is key. It's yeah. really, a, it's creation right. energy when it's positive and it allows us to create so much in our lives. But when it's negative, it shows itself as like worrying and yes, judging right. and all these things and that aren't down. always real. They're not always real, but we're going into that place because we're afraid, we're isolated. Mm -hmm. So when you sit with someone and you're fortunate enough to have a safe place, which you guys created beyond hunger, mm -hmm. and you're able to actually share yourself with someone, it can be extraordinarily transformative. It is. And, and it I can make a difference. That, and that's awareness. That's right. awareness at its greatest level because you're now yes. like, I'm vulnerable. This is scary. But guess what? I'm not falling apart after I say this. That's right. That's right. And you created that yourself with your yoga classes that I have taken and now probably with your meditation classes, you know, that you're holding the sacred space for somebody to be themselves and do what they want to do and do what their bodies will let them do or their emotional self will let them do or their ego will will allow. <laughs> and, well, but your job is to hold the space and... Thank you. Well, I, what I'm loving right now that I'm enjoying so much is I'm working with chakra meditation and nice. I'm seeing extraordinary changes in young people. So I'm, I do this in the city at a place called Anchor Meditation on Union mm -hmm. Street. And um, 
I have a lot of young people in their 20s, early 30s coming, and they are really stressed out. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, they're in competitive work environments. Yes. They've got a lot of variables to take care of. And they come in and, you know, I start the class by asking, having them say their name and one word about how they're feeling. And I go around the room and the whole room is like, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, I'm scared, I'm uncertain, da, 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 da. So then what happens is my job is to have them learn about their energy, learn yeah. about their energy centers and how they they personally can shift their energy. That's like, right. And that is a really key factor in my world right now. I'm really right. wanting to get people back to themselves and their own personal empowerment. Right. Not that teachers aren't valuable and that healers aren't valuable. They're extraordinary. They're very valuable in the sense that they reflect back a lot of what we want to understand, learn, and yes. know about. But the work happens inside of us. It yes. happens inside of our awareness yes. of our inner world and our energy centers. And I have to say, I've just seen people transform in one hour. They wow. have like, and they leave just floating and in a different place. And they mm -hmm. feel like people get up and they're like, I'm clear now. I know exactly what to do because wow. we have such intelligence inside of us. It's so true. And it's so blocked by our many thought forms that right. get in the way. Right. So when we release those thought forms with the, is what the meditation does, we then can actually hear the chakras talking to us. We can wow. show us what's going right. on, show us what we need, where we're supposed to go, what we're supposed to shut down or open up to. So mm -hmm. it's pretty amazing. It's really amazing. I love that. And I can remember many years a teacher told me once, uh, or told the whole class of us, and I, I use it all the time, that chakras are different colors. And so you don't even have to worry about what it means, anything. You just think of the color. Yes. You don't even have to think of the color, just be the color. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty. Well, so I love that because everyone's different. Some people yeah. see, some feel some people sense or feel, right. some people hear, like a chakra will actually talk to them. Like yeah. Everyone's different. And the key is understanding how your body gets its intuitional information. That's and it's right. different for everybody. And so sometimes it's, uh, so people go through their own journey. And yes, going from a dull red first chakra to a bright red can make them feel completely different. Of course. And all they have to do is will it to go to, you know, or turn just clockwise and right. be brighter. And boom, right. it is. And that's how powerful our imaginations are. Right. And how we innovate and go into creation energy and manifest. Yes. It's and that have, easy and, and that be powerful. awareness of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So in, 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 in that, like I have classes where I invite people to see like, well, where's the blemishes on your chakras? What are they? If they, if, could you ask that blemish what it is? Like, what is, is it a what fear? What are you trying to tell me? Yeah. What are you trying to tell me? Right. What's, it, what's in my way? What right. is it that I have to consciously right. move out or right. let go of for that right. matter? And it can be very empowering and they feel very different afterwards. And, right. You know, and then it's, they've got to keep going with their awareness in order mm -hmm. for it to really manifest in the way they need mm -hmm. it to. I can remember when we were in Bali and like I said, it was really hot and my, blood pressure, which is usually very low, was even more low there for whatever reason. And I remember I fainted at I the remember. yoga festival or whatever it was. And I completely gave up. And I was taken to a to a doctor's office or something, a clinic. Yeah, I, I don't even clinic. know what we, that was. I was with you. We were at the clinic. I remember. <laughs> and they were asking me, what kind of blood type are you and this and that and another. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. They gave me a shot of it could have been heroin for all I know. I did. Oh, I just gave up. Like I could not fight. I had no will to fight. But 
you were there and I was in a yoga community and I was in Bali and I just said, you know, I'm going to be okay. Whatever happens, I'm going to be okay. And I was. I came out of it, spent the next day like just staying at home drinking lots of water. Right. I remember. <laughs> I was okay, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it it's was scary. Such a weird thing. Such a weird thing. And so scary too yeah. when things like that. I mean, I think today um, we're having a lot of health issues, um, yeah. odd ones that are coming out of nowhere. And people are scared. And yeah. I think it's coming from stress. It's coming from For sure. different variables because our world is a little nutty right now. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure any of us have ever been alive to see what we're seeing right now. You know, there's unruly leaders all over the world. It's not just here in our country. It's all over. So I think a lot of people are disconcerned and they're scared. And it just reminds me that going outside can be really detrimental, but going inside and really nurturing our inner world can be really healing. And that's why I really want to support people in getting more of that internal intelligence working for them. That's right. Yeah. And And it happens through the breath. Like the For breath sure. is a really powerful the breath, the prana, entity. Yes. Right. Like I mean, if you don't breathe, you don't get to be here. Sorry. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you have to now, keep breathing. Now we're going to bring it to awareness. So now having awareness of your breath takes your breath to a whole nother level. That's right. Because I mean, we're all breathing. Right. But although it's interesting, people forget to breathe for minutes at a time. For sure. They're like just in shock or whatever it is. And they're just not breathing because someone's talking to them and it's emotionally charging them and they just stop breathing. Yes. And it's like, and then it gets worse because if you don't breathe, the pressure builds and it builds and builds. So that's why taking a deep breath, letting it go, we just release some of that tension and then we Mm -hmm. return to our clarity. Well, and that's why in meditation, you know, if you go off on this monkey mind little excursion of, well, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner later. And I wonder what that person's going to look like. And I wonder where I'm going to do tomorrow. And what's my, what's my job to do later today? It's like, bring your attention back to your breath. Yes. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, I forgot. It's interesting. I have a twin brother. We are so different. We're just so incredibly different. And I remember when he came out to visit me about 15 years ago and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm on the psychic network. I mean, that just freaked him out. <laughs> he was just like, you're on the what? And he just had no concept Oh, no, she it. joined a cult. Right, right. He was very, yeah, he just did not understand me. And right. here I am in California and he's in Ohio. So very different worlds. Well, he read my book and he Aww. called me the other night and he just said, Krista, he's like, I'm really impressed. But mostly he goes, I took the advice of the book, like what you're espousing in the book. And a night this week, I just couldn't sleep. I was up in the middle of the night. I was kind of stressed out. And I really took in Will and Mysteria. And within about a half hour, I was back to sleep. And he oh. goes, I, I did not understand the power oh. of our inner world. And oh my thank you God. for like showing me that. So that's huge coming from my brother. That's so huge. <laughs> it's really big. So I took that one in. I was like, okay, I'm oh, getting through to someone. This is right. great. This yeah, is great. So, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, that you've written something that helps somebody so far away that is not in your world of here in Marin County, we, where we're at right now, we're sort of like, all of us know what a chakra is. Yes. All of us know, I mean, it's the law that we're We're inundated all... <laughs> with healers. Yes. <laughs> yes. We have so many beautiful right. healers in Marin. Exactly. Oh my gosh, they're everywhere. We're so lucky. So lucky. Everybody is a healer in Marin County, practically. <laughs> There's one on every corner. But to go outside of our little blue bubble that we live in sometimes, I think, 
and it and it affects somebody way out there, it's really that's when we know we're telling the truth. Well, what's interesting is into the truth. Um, I chose not to do a how-to book because there's a million of them out there. That's and right, I, and they're wonderful. And this is a book that is it's a short it's a short read. It only takes about an hour and a half to read. Two of my favorite authors growing up. One was Richard Bach, who wrote yes. Jonathan Livington's Siegel. Yes, yes. And then the other one was The Little Prince. And oh. I love them because they were allegory. They were they left a message. Yes. And I felt like, well, that's actually what I want to do. Because I think living through a story of someone and seeing how it reflects in your life can yes. be equally as powerful as someone telling you the five steps of how to do this or that's that. That's right. That's right. So I just felt like this is where I'd like to go because I haven't seen many of these in the yoga world. I've seen a lot of how-tos, but not anything like this. So it's a really neat story about a young man who wants to fly. And in my last book launch, I asked who in this room has had a flying dream and three-fourths of the room had had flying dreams. And they got to share some of those. And I think it's a part of our inner psyche that we would have the desire to lift off and come from a higher perspective, if you will. And so this story is about a young man who really wants that. He wants that higher perspective. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't know how to really get it. Mm-hmm. And so that's it's kind a of a beautiful story. In that yeah, way. that's a beautiful way to say that. I have a reoccurring dream myself where I'm flying around all over the place. And there's a part of me that's myself that's saying to this flying self, you're going to get hurt flying around. And the other part goes, yeah, no, because everybody can fly. It's you just don't realize that in your everyday life. Well, the story that I have put out here, it's interesting because the young man goes through quite a journey, actually, quite an adventure. Yeah. And it is- It's uh, like the hero's journey. It's, it's like the hero's journey, but it's the inverse hero's journey. Yeah, okay. So it's not trying, he's trying to create something outside of himself, but really what the universe wants him to do is to create something inside himself. Of course, of course. And without that, the outside's not happening. Mm-hmm. And so it's a difficult journey to some regard, but it's also one that I think we all go through Although we won't go through what Oliver goes through directly, all of us go through it metaphorically. Yes, of course. You know, yeah. that those moments where we are in paralysis, we can't move, we can't do what we want to do. Right. And why is too that? Scared. Too scared. And right. the ego and that awareness that yeah. we finally start to get through tragedy, through mm-hmm. difficulties mm-hmm. that finally wakes us up and we're like, wow, I don't want to do that anymore. Right. I want my life to go this way. <laughs> right. And hopefully you learn the lesson and you move in that new direction. Right. And you do it. By having loved ones around you that that's support right. you, that's that like, right. are there to help you and see you get through those gateways yes. and that sort of thing. And that's really key too, because by ourselves, I think it's very scary, creates a lot of depression, creates a lot of difficulties, yes. and it makes people go towards food and it makes people go towards things that aren't healthy for them. Yes. Not that food isn't healthy, but unhealthy foods are unhealthy. unhealthy ways of eating. Yeah, right. definitely. Or ways of living, you or know, drinking, unhealthy ways of alcohol. working, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Talking about the breath reminds me of, I have a very good friend that recently died and I was with her on her last day on earth and many hours sitting next to her and watching her breathe. Like, is she still breathing? Because she would stop breathing. And I would look at her and hold my breath too. And then she would take a big breath and I'd like take a big breath too. (laughs) Wow. She let the breath out. I let the breath out. And, uh, Powerful. Just seeing that t- that little timer come down because then it was more and more time between breaths and less and less time of breathing in and more and more time of 
just stopping, if you will. And uh, I remember sitting there saying to myself, it's all about the breath. Just stay with your breath, Laura Lee. Don't worry about what's happening in the future or what happened in the past. Stay with her. You're in this moment right now. Just be here. It's your spirit. Right. It is your spirit. Right. And when you die, your spirit leaves. That's right. Your Nothing spirit comes more into you with to me that, than that. Yeah. Yeah. That first conception, your spirit yep. comes in and then your spirit leaves on that last breath. That's right. And what a gift it is to have that spirit. And, it is. And if we understand how to utilize it throughout our lives, our lives will be that much richer, that much yes. more beautiful. Yes. We won't be caught in our headspace all the time, no. worrying, concerned. Right, right, right. Well, I I feel like for a lot of my life, before my recoveries of different kinds that uh, I lived in my head. I didn't live in my breath. I didn't live in my heart or in, even in my body. It was mm -hmm. like from the neck up, I was aware of that only. And if somebody said, well, how do you feel? Fine. I, I feel fine because I would not check in. Of course. <laughs> it was so scary. Are you kidding? Right. You might have to address something. Feel Yikes. your feel your, <laughs> feel your belly. No, I don't want to. I don't like my belly. I don't want to feel that. So... And whatever we shine light on changes, really. And Absolutely. all cells love the light. I mean, yes. It's just the way it is. Yeah. We're sourced by light. Every mm -hmm. one of our cells is yep. light. And yep. we gravitate towards plants and grains and That's vegetables right. that are all sourced by light. Right. It's what we're about. So yes. if we allow ourselves more of that, I think we'll all be beaming. We'll have little glowing beans around us. <laughs> I know. Well, we do have it. What would you say to some little girl sitting on her bed in her room back in Ohio or in the middle of the country or anywhere, actually, and she's thinking about her life ahead of her and how is she going to be? Is she going to be okay? Is what's going to happen to her? What would you tell her? I know you found your path. You found your way. And I didn't know that I would have a path or a way when I was younger, and I'm wondering if you would. What would you tell her how things turn out? That um, the most important place for her to put her attention on a regular basis, if you will, is on herself because self-love is just so critically important. And self-love comes through the heart, yeah. but the heart and the lungs work together in the fourth chakra. Right. So it brings you back to the breath and brings you back to this moment right now, right here. Most of what most of these young people are struggling with is this future idea of future like, tripping. Can yes. I can I handle this? Will I get a job? Will I make enough money? Will I be okay? And that isn't here yet. There's just no telling of how that would go. And so I would encourage her to come back every single time she can to the moment. Sometimes it's a matter of feeling your feet on the floor and your sit bones in a chair. That's right. And just breathing into right. that and allowing yourself to close your eyes and just breathe in and feel your breath because within a few minutes, all that mind chatter just starts to fall away. Exactly. And, and it's only that. It's just this repetitive, ongoing mind chatter that really doesn't have any anchor. It has nothing. It can be dissipated within a breath or two. Exactly. Literally. So exactly. I would, you know, and I would really encourage her to reach out to like have the courage in her third chakra to just mm -hmm. reach out mm -hmm. and connect, be it with, you know, a counselor or a friend or someone. I would just encourage her to reach out. I would encourage her to if it's her mother she needs to speak to or a best friend or a counselor, because 
we need that. We need that mirror. We need that reflection. Yes. And that's why the outside world is so important. But we need someone that's mindful, that's yes. loving, that's caring. Right. We don't need someone who's going to compete with us. We don't need a young girl in our class competing with us. That's not a good place. Um, it creates a lot of struggle inside when we feel like we're comparing ourselves against mm -hmm. someone else. Um, so yes, I would say really reach out. Reach out and find someone who can be like your advocate, your friend, yes. your counselor, whatever yeah. that is, someone who could care about you. Right. And you're talking about bringing yourself to your feet on the floor, your sit bones in the chair, how it feels to have your heart beating, what's the inner workings of your body, like how does it sound to have your lungs expand and deflate. And that's awareness, bringing yourself to your bodily sensations and then your sort of emotional sensations and then your spiritual sensations and being there, bringing the awareness to the moment. And you you can't have an original emotion because they're happening all over the world every moment. It's <laughs> yes. like you can't. You're not that different. I mean, right. I know you'd like to think you are, but you're not yes. in the sense that you're not the only you're one totally that felt petrified. Like that. There's a million people feeling petrified at the same time. That's like, right. It's just the way it is. It's not right. unusual. And that if we find people who actually understand that as well, then you can have any emotion in the moment and of you'll be course. loved and cared for and course. Move on. It'll course. arise and fall away. And that's what we want. We want right. them to come and go. We just don't want them to linger like yeah. you don't want to have to repetitively think about them all over and over again because that will weigh on your health it'll weigh on your well-being over right. time well at beyond hunger we use the lotus flower as the symbol of recovery because the lotus flower is made in this murky dark place and it grows up through this water that's really cold and wet and you know, and muddy and muddy and comes to the top and opens up into a beautiful flower on the light. And I use that when I go into the schools of talking about it can be anything. It can be an eating disorder, but it could be a breakup of your parents. It could be that you had to move. It could be that you had a big fight with your best friend. It could be you're afraid that your grades are not very good. And so one kid a couple weeks ago when I was at a ninth grade, somebody said, so you mean once I get over this, there's going to be another one. I said, yeah, <laughs> as long as you live, there is another awareness to have. Of course, of you're not going to stop. It's the human condition. You're going to keep learning and keep going until yeah, you die. Yeah, we have travails all the time, small or large. They're yes. happening daily. Yes. And we just take deep Things breaths. Things to go we through. through them and mm -hmm. they're behind us before we know it. Yeah. They just seem daunting as we're moving towards them. That's right. But we can just be in the moment and have awareness of this is where I am. Today I have on Christmas socks and one <laughs> foot is on the floor and the other foot is over my leg. And this is where I am right this moment, talking to you with a microphone in my face. <laughs> Aww, and it feels so sweet to be here. So yeah, it thank does. you. It really thank does. You. And, I, and thank you for letting me share just a little bit of what I'm up to. And yep. um and hopefully, you know, my book will help a few people along the way. Without a doubt. And I just really want to thank you for writing it and for putting it out there. I know it's a labor of love. Books are always a labor of love. And yeah, I hope it does go all over the place so that people will learn this really valuable lesson. Well, it is a gift in 
of itself. So like I was saying to you earlier, um, the book is to be purchased, to be read, and then it's to be gifted. And so I've got the last page asks you to put your name and maybe where you're from. And if you're on Facebook and then let it travel, let it keep traveling and traveling. And maybe in six months, someone will come back to you on Facebook and say, look where your book is. It's in, it's so it's in Germany cool. now. Yeah. Like, very and cool. Your gift went all the way to Germany. So yes. something along those lines. I love really it. nice. So I hope to hear some of those stories. Me too. Yeah. So I wonder if you'll do this just for today on the card. I would be happy to. Today, I will practice becoming aware of one of the following. When I am hungry, what I'm hungry for. When I'm full, feelings that I'm having when I'm eating or worrying about my weight. Or how many times throughout the day I have diet or fat thoughts. I will do this with compassion. Thank you, Krista. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. So lovely to be with you. Thank you, you too. Thank you very much. I you love too. this. Blessings to everyone. Blessings to everyone. <laughs> thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.